Hey there, this is Kevin Pascal and you're tuned in to the Hinted Neuron Podcast. On today's episode of the podcast, you will hear me talk in Kichi or Chichi. <laughs> and we got to talk about the sex culture in Nigeria. We talked about the sexual repressions in Nigeria, common myth about sex and so many other things, you know, in that area. And we talked about the dating economics in Nigeria and what the dating culture is like in Nigeria. This was one uncomfortable conversation although it was so so fun i'm glad we had it and episode is not safe for work by the way so if you are with children i guess you better use headphones or something and one more thing i had a little bit of audio problem so there might be places where you get you know 10 to 20 seconds of screechy audio which doesn't last it's just i think that would happen like just five times in during the podcast I'm so sorry that happened and I hope you pardon me for that. But the content of this episode is what more than that small fault. So yeah, if you enjoy this podcast, please leave a review with five stars on Apple Podcast. Also share this episode and if you have any questions, comments or concerns, don't forget to contact me on Twitter or Instagram at Interneuron. And now here's my conversation with Chichi. So um, I'm here with Nkechi and we've been exchanging a couple of texts and voice notes. We're talking about some very, very important topics and we decided to schedule a talk. So I'm here, I'm here with her and maybe she should just introduce herself for a bit so you guys get to know her. <laughs> I don't think you're going to see me on the road. I'm like, oh, you fit into the description of who I just heard a few minutes ago. So what am I supposed to say? The only thing I can say so far so good is, hi, I'm Chichi, and yeah, I'm human. <laughs> yeah, we are whole. We are all humans too. So one of like the very good starting points. I mean, one of the things we were talking about mostly was like the sexual repressions in Nigeria and how they shame people for certain things, especially women and girls. So we were on about that topic and we're talking because I think we, we are mostly talking about, we are, we are talking about it in two ways. We're talking about it from a religious context, how, mm-hmm. How, you know, if they say you do this certain thing or you do this, you are going to hellfire. And, you know, we are talking about it from a religious context. And all this. I, I, I discover that is like, a com- because I've had, these other, I've had these kind of conversations with other people and they are quite interested in this talk. So I say, chill, why not do it with Nkechi? And <laughs> so we are here right now. So one of, you know, the good starting points is because... When we talked, you said you start a podcast. So I guess this is like a warm-up for, <laughs> for some no, of the no, kind no, of no. conversations you have. She should start something like this. And I'm like, I don't think I know how to run it. That's it. Probably a warm-up, yes. If I'm going to do it. Yeah. So what do you think? I mean, growing up in Nigeria and... And seeing your own life dynamic, maybe you should. Maybe I don't. Maybe you should use yourself as a model example for our talk. Your own life dynamic. When did you start having this change of past? Because I know you were. You might have been very quite conservative about sexual issues in your life. Because I mean, that is like definitely every Nigerian child or something. So when did you now start having this change of thought? That I mean, why do I have to follow this golden rule? Why I mean, who made these rules? Why do I have to stick to them? Okay, um, growing up, I think we were one of those kids, or the 90s kids generally, you are always watching movies that, you know, you, the storyline is basically a girl that, well, her parents have warned not to indulge in sexual activities. And eventually she does, either she's been thrown out, disgraced, or what's it called? She goes into the illegal way of, getting the child out and she ends up dying. So the moral lesson for all those storylines is don't have sex. Ne- like never ever talking about, oh, we are 
protective measures that you can take if you are still going to have sex or not. Or um, maybe something happened and you did have a child. Well, there are safer methods to use to, like, you know, give the option of, I don't want this baby. Never, they never say that. It's always, don't, don't have sex. You're growing up, girl first sees her period and they're like, oh, oh, yeah. So you've gotten to the stage where if a boy touched you, I guess I'm pregnant. <laughs> you, you don't understand shit, but it's just, okay. I was told not to have sex. Boys, don't touch me, please. But I think as kids, generally, or as teenagers, you get to the point where you want to explore. It starts with, oh, I, I, I have a feeling I want to kiss this guy. Maybe because we've been watching a lot of Disney and Nickelodeon. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like, oh, I definitely want to kiss this guy. Maybe just, just a little peck. And then you decide to explore. Oh, that, that seems nice. And they're like, oh, but so far we're not like indulging in anything. I'm not going to get pregnant or anything. It's just, <laughs> it's just a kiss. Yeah. And then you choose, okay, let's do one or two things. Obviously behind your parents, mm-hmm. like back. And think slowly builds up until you just get to the point where it's like, okay, okay. I think I have been sexually educated enough to know what I'm supposed to do in order to prevent the whole pregnancy scare. And uh, more, it's like, it's not all of us that will follow yeah. this rule. So one of my friends the other day, he was saying something that we, we as human beings, we are sexual beings, and we, we now want to live our whole lives in denial. Because of certain rules that we could control certain things. I'm not saying that for somebody now who is growing up or anything that maybe even a grown up or an adult that they should go out in the wild and you know, but I feel like there should be balance in human life. Balance like and no balance in human life is we maybe we should start to tell kids that this is just like this thing you you feel is normal. And is the correct thing to feel. It means you're human, first of all. It means your brain and everything is working. Okay. You get so this thing you're feeling is normal. So if you want to indulge in it, fine, good. But just know that maybe, <laughs> just as you would have sugar and you can't take a bowl of sugar at once, is is um is just the way I guess whatever whatever. But I I don't want to go deep into that. And and I was talking about um. I don't know if you are quite interested in talking about topics around masturbation because there are myths or myths about masturbation. For, <laughs> for I think, boys and girls in general. I mean, if you ask a normal girl now, because I asked a girl before, do you masturbate? She told me, is there anything like, do females masturbate? And this is a grown-up since one year old. This is a grown-up since one year old. Who does not know that females masturbate? I was surprised, first of all. Maybe it was a lie. Maybe it was not. You get because how would a 21 year old not know that females masturbate? And there are certain myths about a myth about uh, masturbation that for guys, maybe you you start to grow blind, hair will start to grow on your hand, you start to this, you start to that. Now I wanted to talk about that because. Because as far as I'm concerned, masturbation is one of the safest way to have sex. (laughs) (laughs) Masturbation is basically sex with yourself. And it's one of the safest ways to have sex. Because as far as I'm concerned, people will say you could have blowjobs, handjob, or whatever. That Those are safe. And that those are safe sex. But it's not completely safe i mean you could get bacteria or whatever the fuck there is to get from people so and as far as i'm concerned if you masturbate it's, um is um, is a very safe way to have sex now this is a very good disclaimer for anybody listening this is no this is not this is not sexual advice this is just a conversation this does not mean that even the people talking are indulging in whatever this is just a conversation between two people but I want to hear your own thoughts on that. Because I, especially the myth from the female side, I've never heard this myth of, how, of what female masturbation can cause. I've said some of what they, they've said uh, male masturbation might have caused. I've not heard so myself. 
And the lady asked, <laughs> the lady said or claiming that the females masturbate. She said yes. she only thought boys masturbate. Oh, wow. 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 Okay. Well, see, trust me, you find out that you would have a lot of pleasure from your own self than what someone else would give to you sometimes. Hmm. Sometimes. I'm not saying all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, females do. I think we might even do it worse than the guys. Mm-hmm. Just that we don't talk about it. We don't, you don't hear us say, oh, she's wank. Mostly the guys. He's wanking. Well, we're coded. It's just a female thing. Maybe you do it at your own convenience. Or at yeah, your own but I, I, I now think that maybe the culture, the culture of, of self-pleasure, that you know, self-pleasure used to be seen as a bad thing before. Now, because, I mean, everybody sells um, their dildos and masturbators online, right? And both for um, dildos and vibrators now online. Yeah, so I... I said I wanted to get some insights from you. <laughs> you had to really break at me. Okay, you 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 stopped that the religion aspect. Well, what would I say about masturbation? Uh, the Bible condemns. I'm going to sound like my pastor. The Bible definitely condemns it. Not agree with it and. Females, uh, I don't know. See, generally, uh, I don't think some people realize that some women are supposed to feel pleasure during sexual experiences. That's why it's still a shocker to some, what's it called, some ladies that other ladies or to some guys. Okay, that's why it's still a shocker to some guys or ladies that girls treat. We also want sexual pleasure, you know. Even though our our peak of sexual pleasure doesn't help us in the whole fertilization or childbearing, we still want it. So the whole ideas of dildos and what's it called? Yeah, definitely. It's to help the <laughs> men that don't know what they are doing. Wow. <laughs> I thought it was because because there's this thing that there's people say that if you use a dildo or a vibrator, then you will not feel as much sensual pleasure when you are with a guy. That's not true. Yeah. That's, not, that's definitely not true. That's, that's one of these myths that I want us to like, talk about a lot of this myth. Because this is like, maybe sort of, I don't like to use the word education. These people come here to get insights. I like to use the word insights. So, so that they will know that you, when you masturbate, you don't go blind. <laughs> that's a pseudoscience hair will not start growing on your hand that's pseudoscience you will not start having some erectile dysfunction that's pseudoscience and I don't know I, and these things are so much on the internet these days I just think it's the society trying to discourage because we all know we, we low-key all know the truth because we all do it so we'll just go mm, okay <laughs> <laughs> why did you give that mm? <laughs> no, that's that's the same that's the same reaction that everybody would give. It's the truth. Everyone yeah. acts like, oh, we don't do we don't do that here, but we know what's going on. Okay, Christ knows what's going on behind the clothes. Yeah. yeah. The clothes so when we Google search those things and we yeah. see it, you're like, look in your head, you're like, oh, I don't I've not gone blind and I've been doing this for a very long time. So uh, you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> no. So Oh, for me, I, I don't know. For, I don't know because I think boys start start exploring themselves. Not like themselves. Start become start becoming aware of... I'll use myself as a case study. I hate using myself as a model example of anything. But this is me trying to be free. Yeah. When I started noticing erections in my own self, I used to go and sit down one side. I'll like separate myself from people. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me right now? You know, I would, I, 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 because normally self, I grew up thinking erections were a sin. I thought it's because I was lusting after someone because you, you first know that lust is a sin. And then you now, you have erections. It means you are kind of drawn to somebody. It means you are lusting after someone. Then you are sinning against God. So what, what the pastor told us there was that we should start reciting Psalm 91 or something, 3, when we have um, erections. 
And uh, this is this is like what a lot of people face. This is like the kind of wrong information. There is no truth to them. Like this is what you should do. This is what you're experiencing. They just try to like shield you and shall make you feel like what you're experiencing is the wrong, 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 wrong thing. And that's where they all get it wrong. They try to make us feel like our normal body system or our normal body activities is wrong. If you don't have an erection as a guy, as young as... There's a problem with you. Yeah, definitely. So... Definitely. They should... I don't think our parents sexually educate us. We eventually learn most of the things we learn. In fact, there's no properly. There is nothing like good sex education (laughs) in Nigeria. It's It's just (laughs) non-existent. It's just fear. They just put fear in your mind. So, yeah, you... I mean, abstinence is good for people who want to abstain. But... They just put that fear in. There is no correct education because it was, I think, one thing I'm glad for now is the internet. Anybody could sit down with one hour, read a few blogs, watch a few YouTube videos, get educated on what is proper and what is correct in terms of anything sex, sexual or whatever. I remember struggling to grasp the concept of condoms. For a better part of my, I think, junior secondary school, because I knew people used condoms, but I didn't understand how like they worked. I knew, oh, he's supposed to take it over his penis, whatever you call that. Christ, <laughs> <laughs> right, so I'm trying to so that my father will not end up sending me out of his house. <laughs> so he's supposed to get all those over his penis, like he would say, "Daddy, I'm copying somebody." I'm <laughs> But I just didn't get how everything was just supposed to go into a woman. Maybe because I hadn't even seen what a condom actually looked like. I knew what the pack looked like because I could read, but I didn't know the contents. So, um, praise Christ for sexual exploration. I was able to get a okay, few details properly confirmed. And that's fine. In fact, when I, I remember when I was in Jess one, I had this friend, her mom was a nurse, and she pulled me aside one day and told me, do you know what happened today or last night rather? My, my mom put me how to put on a condom. Like a male condom. And I was like, wow. I didn't, I didn't know what I felt then, but I think and as I, I think as I just when I should be 10, 11. So I didn't know what I felt at that point. I, but I think growing up, I realized what I felt then. I felt, envious because the only thing my mom would pull me as i didn't grow up with my parents per se mm-hmm. but my mom like, like my mother figure at that point the mm-hmm. only thing she would pull me aside at night to tell me is i know guys are always following you you're not supposed to answer yeah. not well people are going to start getting you're going to start getting sexually you know interested in a lot of things you should just be careful no she was basically planting fear the fear of getting pregnant. Not even the fear of STDs or STI because I think those are even worse than pregnancy. Yeah, definitely. It's just the fear of getting pregnant. That's the only like statement you get putting in my head. If you get pregnant, your whole future is scattered. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Well, we've grown out of that shell. Before before you talk about, before we go on, because I'm, I'm still, there are still many things to talk about in this topic. You, you, you mentioned pregnancy. What do you think about pro-choice and pro-life movement? Uh, my body, my choice. Yes. <laughs> if, you, if, you want, if you want to, I don't know. Keep it. Good luck to you. Yeah. If you don't, it's the safety. Yeah. So right now in Nigeria, there are no laws for pro-choice people. So it means if as a female person, you walk into a clinic or maybe a pharmacy or whatever and you want to do an abortion, they might turn you down. Not might. Most likely will. Except if it's in a like, life-threatening situation where they have to obviously go through a DNC. Just evacuate the home, maybe filters because it was an abnormality, growth or something. They just have to evacuate the whole thing up. But, ah, no, we don't have any laws. I, that's one of the things they should be working towards. I don't see abortion as a crime. What if I'm not financially stable or mentally stable to raise a child? 
why would we make that child suffer when I can just choose not to even have it at all? So there are a lot of things we need to address. And another perspective, another thing I think we should address is the idea of, yes, sexual orientations. Please tell our women that, okay, oh, it's not just male condoms we have. They are also female condoms. You know, they are very scarce and more expensive than the male. Are you serious? Yes, they are. And another thing is the whole um, post-pill thing. I think we are so used to the idea of, oh, if I'm going to have a mess-up, just take this post-pill and the rest. I think your birth control should be made aware to everyone. Post-pill, what do you mean? Post-pill yeah. is post know that people yeah, know, but yeah, there the are other... Emergency, the emergency. So post-pills work even after you have... After you have um, maybe unsafe sex. That's or, the whole point. That's the whole point. Yeah, yeah, post. So there's pre. Because I I read about that a certain time. Sorry. Maybe I'm prying into human issues. I used to... <laughs> <laughs> I I read about that that there are some pills that women take, birth control pills that they have to take it the every, same time every day that if yeah. they miss it by a slight difference that it's not going to work again. If you miss it by a slight difference, it's not that it's not going to work. You know, that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. If you miss it, just take it as soon as you realize you missed. But you know at that point, somehow, because everything has to do with their hormonal pills. Mm-hmm. So everything has to do with hormones. So you actually have to take it every day. And say that. But when you realize you missed it, please just take it. But you have to be very conscious. Use other protection methods if you realize you missed that pill that day. It's for safety reasons. Yeah. And I feel like people don't know this. People know. People know, but they tend to look at oh their side effect. And and because for me, I'm I'm this person who as far as I'm concerned, I trust science. If there's anything that I trust very well in this life, at least I know I because science is science works. Science has taken people to the moon. So that one works. I know it, I've confirmed it with my eye. If in Nigerian, um, this thing, with my Kuro Kuro eye, I've seen that it works, that science works. But like, how do you now tend to educate people that want to focus all their might on the um, side effects? Because any drug, as far as, as I'm concerned, has a side effect. Paracetamol you take has a side effect. Even the smallest of drugs have side effect. But people don't know that. They just feel because they say this one has side effect, then you should not now take it. I think the first thing they should do is erase the idea that sex is a bad thing from their head so that they would ignore the whole um, fear. Because I have a feeling they are scared. So they would ignore the whole fear of the side effect thing. Because like you said, even the smallest drugs you take would have their own side effect. So because they feel they are doing something bad, that's having sex, which isn't bad, it's quite normal. So, um, because they feel they are doing something bad, which isn't so, <laughs> they feel the side effect to be more obvious on their end. Yeah. And no, no, no. And and that's a problem that because for me i when i when i talk about like all the societal things i don't give a fuck about what has happened or what's happened i i i like to think about in the long run how do we change that do you do you still think because i know that there are people even right now they are still not as enlightened as you think people would be like some people still think like they were born in the nine, like in the sixties or in the eighties. Like, I mean, for this generation of people, we would say we are enlightened, but but that's a lie. If we if we look at it deep, like if we just have only fifty forty percent people who feel okay, they've read and they trust science and they are quite enlightened enough, and we now have a larger proportion of people who still have this archaic mindset. It means they will still produce more children who believe what they believe. So where do we start from? Bas- uh, if I go to start from that. Uh. And I feel uh, things like, what solves all these things is conversations like this. Com- uncomfortable conversations like this. This conversation yeah, is quite uncomfortable because it just feels weird. It feels weird, but is necessary. It's necessary, yeah. It's not just the children who have to have this conversation with. Because I think we've been tackling it just from the um, 
the teenagers and youth perspective, we've forgotten that in a way they are always controlled by their parents. Yeah. I think we also have to educate them because some of our parents who don't know, they have no idea about these things that we know about. So if we are going to be educating the children, we, we might as well start educating the, um, the grown-up. Because, yes, it's going to be difficult. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> you know, I, I used to think that it's just like you can't change a person's politics or you can't change a person's religion just like that with just mere talk. In fact, any kind of talk you are going to do to someone based on politics or religion is going to strengthen their beliefs. I mean, you can't, except they figure it out for themselves. But at least you are great. You are sowing a seed. Like, you are sowing the seed, like, maybe, like, the seed of maybe in their hearts. <laughs> no, sometimes you feel some people's words don't get to you because you have a certain belief. But trust me, the fact that you are thinking about it over and over again means there's a seed of maybe somewhere in your yeah. heart. So, you might not get so far. It might not. We don't know how deep deeply rooted the person's belief is but you've thrown that idea in their head somewhere it won't get lost because obviously they'll keep debating about it over and over again but it's there it's there so at least they have the idea that okay this is what it's supposed to be like then you tell the younger ones the people growing up that all right your parents seem to have a very blurry image of what I'm talking about because they've refused to, you know, print it out properly. But I'm going to tell you because you're young and you would want to capture it better. So I'll tell you this. At least you are reducing or you're cutting away those deep-rooted beliefs of if you have sex, you're going to hellfire. Because I don't think Christ is that is that wicked. Is the, if, if, if you can even talk about not being wicked because you mean all the old problems in the world, cancer, global warming, all the fuck. Like, why do you think, why do you think my God is more interested in what I do when I'm naked? <laughs> now, what someone else is doing when he's dressed and he's killing another person? Like, mm-hmm. There are other huge things out there. Not- you get. <laughs> So that that's 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 and I don't want to like I don't know if you are comfortable with talking about religion, which is because I my last podcast was about that because some of these some of the way we condition people in society and the way they tend to think about certain things is just based off of religion. And that's why we have so much um sexual repression. And I don't blame I don't blame people who raise children like that. I mean, I was raised like that. I, because if you tend to think about it, how else do you want to tell a child that this is bad? Just, okay, just tell him that you are going to die. <laughs> <laughs> so, because, because imagine, yeah. now, maybe now we are adults, we could maybe think for ourselves and see, see consequences or whatever, foresee um, consequences of each action. But as a child growing up, how do you want to like say right now don't have sex because it's quiet until you have a way to be safe about it? Just to the Nigerian perspective, because if I think about the whites, if if you think about it that way, people in more advanced countries, how do they educate their children? Even though they still do the same things that we do, how do they educate their children? And they still have lower cases of um, um, STDs and STI being transmitted. Lower cases of sure? maybe I've not <laughs> looked at statistics per se. So they still have these cases, maybe at a lower rate, but at least they are aware. It's it's best not to be ignorant. Imagine imagine you contacting something that you know you would have prevented if, if only you were told what to do the right way. I think that would hurt more. It genuinely would. So if if the advanced countries can do it and well, we are all strong headed. What you are going to do, you are going to do it, regardless of. But they, they brought me up not having sex. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Representing my ancestors. But So, you know, I was on another podcast one time and somebody was asking me, Kelvin, what's the dating scene like in Nigeria? And I, what, what I told him was that, I, I shall told him what was on my mind because an American guy wanted to get the sense of 
happy with date here. Yeah. Okay, I just told the the normal stuff we see on Twitter that as maybe a youth or teenager, you probably should not be dating if you don't have money. And it's crazy, you know, it's crazy in the yeah, sense that <laughs> it's crazy in the sense that as a guy, you are expected to have all these things as a young man to just maybe have another young partner who is female. Like, I mean, for let's say straight people, sorry, maybe for 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 um, heterosexual relationships. So I'm talking based on heterosexual relationships now, especially because I I know that maybe this kind of stuff will not necessarily happen in homosexual relationships. So for heterosexual relationships, as maybe a guy, you have to be quite comfortable a certain way before you could maybe have that confidence to want to date a girl. So what do you think about that? Because that's what we see. It's not our fault. I won't blame us. <laughs> I'm going to put the blame on our parents. Why? Because back then, at our age, they like made a name for themselves. Either they were working in some kind of company and they were comfortable at that age. Like At the age where we are still in school struggling with our own self, some of them were not even so focused on school. Some yeah. of them had businesses they were running. They had their own cars. They had... They were so comfortable. And the whole idea of trying to woo a woman is, okay, I'm going to show you that I can take care of you mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. And you, you can be able to, you know, lean your problems or... Yeah, yeah. I'll be the extra shoulder to carry your problems yeah. for you. And slowly we... We've gotten so used to that idea. So now, this us, or this <laughs> our generation that feels like turning things all around, all of a sudden, yeah. they are going all, um, if you don't have money, if the guy does not have money and the woman does not have money, you're not yeah. ready for a relationship. Yeah. Now, I'm unemployed. So how on earth? But I want to have a relationship. So are you telling yeah. me, as an unemployed student that I am, I'm, I'm not supposed to be dating? That's that's basically not fair. Yeah, but what I think the sense that people people argue from that people complain about is that people like in some in heterosexual relationships, one party puts more of their problems on another party. Yeah, because the other party wants to carry it now. Is it us that says it? So I have this theory. Now economic growth and technological progress has made most like the meaning of life for almost everybody. So you could basically kind of say that, that in a sense, money is kind of the meaning of life because if you don't have money, you probably don't have life like that. So now, in the old days, before technological and economical progress, a guy wants to marry this regular hunter. He used to take meat his mommy's or to the in-laws house so that in the olden days it was just for the guy to prove that he could protect and provide meat you know yeah and they would and and me chesting came during introduction because the, because there are some cultures that flog me chesting came me you know proving some worth me being the best hunter in the communities me saying i can protect your daughter and i can provide for her meat or something. I could go into the bush and I, maybe I'm a good farmer. You know, these different skills before it was what it was before money. money. Okay. I feel it's the same thing. It's the same, exactly. So that was, that was the kind of mental model I have that is that now it's just money is now, money can now give you all those protection and provision that you felt in the, in the olden days, just the, like, like a girl, yeah, a girl wants to marry the best farmer, the best hunter, or the best any Warrior, kind of thing because anything. just so far you can protect and provide. So that's why I feel okay. It has always been like that. That we now because when when um, adults say this your generation is only money they are concerned about, I feel it's like the same thing. It's just like now. It's just the what value. Well, the, the thing now that value, like the, the value has changed. Money is now the thing that is of value. What do you think about that? That's, you've, you've basically said it all. So, I, so you've heard what Kelvin has to say. So please, in case you meet me out there, don't give me meats. <laughs> <Don't laughs> Obviously, money can provide the protection and the 
what's it called? The needs that a woman um kind of requires from a guy to know, okay, oh, this person seems a little bit serious. Because you said the value, the whole value, the whole perspective or idea of value has changed. Yeah, yeah. It has changed from the regular, um, he's coming to greet my parents and he's dropping a keg of palm wine. So if you're coming to bring greet my parents, please bring a bag of rice. Don't stress us. Yeah. Or bring money. So that's it. So for them to bring up their own idea of we are not supposed to be thinking that way. We are supposed to just sit down on love. Our parents never sat down on love. As they, they, they never saw love as the first thing. Are you sure? I'm certain. I don't know about yours. But mine, they, I'm pretty I, sure they don't they I, I don't know. I'm, I'm talking based on depictions from Nigerian movies. You, you, you're probably more traditional than I am. So maybe you know what's up in terms of how it used to be. Very well. Mm. How we used to be? Okay. Uh, okay. Well, in my in my own culture, a, a man sees a woman he likes, goes to her parents' house, obviously drops one or two things to show I can provide, I can make provision. So your daughter is not coming to my house to suffer. And if the parents feel content with after making research and the rest, they bring out this thing called bride price. Even though in some part of my um, tribe, the whole thing seems very outrageous. But I think the true test is just to know you can genuinely take care of our daughter. We are not selling her off. The whole idea is not selling her off. But you know that this one is capable enough. So I don't think they look at love. Love okay. was never the first thing. Okay, now, now I like the fact that you brought up Bright Pride because it's something that has been... That I like to talk about. It's something I used to say. What is the fucking need for bride price? Because bride price is like, this is a price I'm putting on your head for your data. Because people used to say, it shows that you are paying the parents for for raising the girl. And then I'll now tell, because I've, I've, I've had this debate so many times with my mom. Like, what is the need for bride price? They'll say, isn't like the parent raised the girl? And I'll say, me, they raised me too, right? They spent money on me. So I, I, I probably don't know. Maybe it's more expensive to raise a girl than a boy, but I, 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 I don't know how comparable that is. I've not sat down and looked at this, any statistics. But do you feel like, because from what I'm getting from you is a bright price is just saying I'm capable of that, taking care of your data. That's how I see it from my own perspective. My, my father would not, well, none of my siblings have gotten married yet, so I, mm. I don't know how it is. But at least from the few relatives that I've seen, I don't I didn't see the bride price as we are you are paying us for raising her. It's like, okay, it seems this man can provide. Because in a case whereby you don't get everything on that list, mm-hmm. they're not going to kill you. The least they will do is try to adjust it as much as possible to your own pocket. That's where I'm from. That's what they will do. Mm-hmm. So it's saying, okay, um, first like I've said before, our daughter is not coming to your house to suffer because as you can see, she's well fed. We are not telling you we are hungry. Just make sure you provide the protection and the, I don't know, the protection and the needs she needs. Not, that's, love is not okay. a thing. Now, now you, you are probably wrong there when you say love is not a thing. Now, that's just what I'm thought. I don't think my dad would no, ask. If, no. if someone was to come to meet him, that he's ready to marry, my dad would not ask me why yeah. love the person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, the second thought is because I feel this is feeding off of sorry to sound woke. <laughs> this is feeding off of the patriarchy. <laughs> that's, that's, <clears throat> I, I, I genuinely resent my comments. <laughs> when you say, Can you provide for my daughter? It's, 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 it's as if companionship, heterosexual companionship is a is in this place where one person is taking care of her. Do you feel that is feeding off of patriarchy? That is how it's supposed to be naturally. Naturally, that's how it's supposed to be. It's it's the women or the women leaning on the guys. But I think with the way um culture and the whole world as large has evolved, we found out that the help doesn't just come from the guy alone. The woman has to work towards it. But if we are going to talk from basic, I think uh, from all the Nigerian movies we are very used to watching, you see that it's the man that goes to 
wants. You don't see the woman saying, let me assist you. It's basically you bring whatever skill you have, you've gotten for the day, and she comes um, she comes home, you come home with it and she just cooks. That's it. But as time goes on, it's not just the man that is hunting again. If the man is hunting, the woman is either going to the farm to help or she's helping your husband doing the farm work or something. So if we are going to start from the beginning of time, that's that's how it has been. Um, if we now say that is how it is, well, now a lot of women complain that because of how it was, they were denied of certain things. Now, I don't know if you are comfortable with this conversation because this is like going to, um, we, are now, we are now going to some work circles of oppression and inequality. The whole gender thing. Right? Yeah. So, like I've said earlier, the whole world has evolved. If, if you guys are now ready to accept our help, you might as well look at us as equals. It's not like we are sitting down in the house and waiting for you to get everything done. We're also doing it exactly the same way you would do it. If a, if a man is leaving as early as five, the woman also has to be at work and, and she has to leave at the same time. So we don't see a reason why when it now comes to respect, they would put more respect on the man than they would for us. If it was a situation where I'm sitting down in the house and you are coming to meet me there every day, and that's fine. I understand why you would give him respect because he seems like he's the one working as hard, harder than I am. But <laughs> we are sharing the work equally, so you might as well just throw the respect to equally on like, the two sides. That's it. Do you feel? Do you feel like now in heterosexual relationships within partners in Nigeria, do you think the dynamic would shift permanently to the work side? I know it leads so much on how we we were cultural wise. We still have a very long way to go to shift permanently to that work side. The the fight didn't start now. It didn't start from our work generation. It has been going on longer than we thought it has been. At least but maybe back then the voices were just very small, but now it's they are being more expressive of themselves and you are hearing it louder. Maybe. But we still have a very, very long way to go because there are still some things I accept and there are some things that I would not, I generally not accept. Like? I don't know. I, I would pick being pampered and staying in my house every day yeah. and going out to work. Yeah. But yeah. I, I would not, I would not overlook the whole respect. Now, now that, what, what you said is very important because I feel, I feel you, I feel like, this idea of choice is important. Just like how we are pro-choice in, we feel like people should do what makes them happy. Just so far, it does not affect the other person negatively. Now, but what you said now, if you say what you said in some certain circles, you will be termed as reinforcing the patriarchy. You will be termed as someone who reinforces the patriarchy. But I know people would understand that because there is like, I mean, different women want different things. But I feel what, what people do now is that like this, I think like this conversation is nuanced enough to consider certain things. Because if you were on Twitter now, people would now say that, people would say that this is how oppression, that you allow yourself to be oppressed like that by to sit down and not have a career like demand that that is the same way your mother's or your this thing uh, that what are you going to tell your daughter that this is the same thing your daughter is going to I'm do? I'm going to tell my daughter to make her own choice. If she yeah. wants to go out there and fend for herself and be the like feminist that she would want to be, yeah. that's fine. I wouldn't discourage her and tell her a woman is supposed to just sit at home and not work. No, yeah. no, no, no. I would always give her the opportunity to make her choice. I would clearly pick sitting over like sitting at home and relaxing without working yeah and that's my choice my mom didn't train me to be that type of person she mm-hmm. had always trained me to be go out there work for your own money and do it but if i had an opportunity to be working for my own money and relaxing and still getting his money our money yeah. <laughs> i'm going to pick our money <laughs> over working but i won't train my daughter to be my person she has to make her own choices so if I'm going to be supporting being like supporting the patriarchy thing, uh, I don't have any regrets there. 
I, I genuinely don't know. I don't have any ideas. Full support, at least in this circle. Yeah. But there are certain cases. So, one of the things I'm really interested in talking about now because is we, we are talking about an hypothetical marriage scenario right now. And now, we now come to like dating, dating scene in Nigeria again. Now, in this sense that because still on money or and dating. Now, probably this, uh, I'm using heterosexual relationships here because this is like a model of what really happens, I guess. So now, we've always seen this thing. There's this thing that they have, they, they call it SMV. This guy wrote a thread on Twitter one time explaining sexual market value or whatever. I, now, I've forgotten the exact thing in that trade, but the basic ideas were a girl growing up and a guy growing up the same age. Now, they are the same age and this guy likes this girl. But the girl will probably turn him down and go for an older boy or, or an older man. Now, Few years later, when this guy is now big or maybe rich, or maybe he's well to do in a certain sense, he will now go for older girls younger than, far younger than he is because when he was growing up, his age mates did not date him. And then, since there is this thing called sexual market value, this is me saying, I'm not well informed about this, because what you can't know about this. Now that, because, because this is very annoying to some way, you will now that the woman has peaked. So she has peaked to a certain level. She's now hurrying to settle down. So she will now be looking for guys that are her age that she did not date that time because she wants to marry. Is that how you feel? That, I'm telling you why I saw on Twitter. This is not what I feel. This is something I want to talk about. I'll tell you what I think. But this is something that people were saying. I'm trying to explain that Twitter thread to you. What happened in that in that conversation on Twitter. So, and, and, it's called sexual market value, right? People were saying, so, and, they will now say that, the sexual market value of the woman is almost going down, that, so she's hurrying to, like, get married to that, because she's about to, like, reach her peak or something. So, and, but now, the guys that are, uh, um, these guys are age mates, would prefer all um, younger girls than to date those women or girls or whatever. Is this false or is this true? True. True, but or yes. false, but. True, and there's no but. Yeah. Um. So, it all starts from when she's younger, and then they tell her, "You and that boy, you are." Age means that's all right, but you are more mature than he is. Why? Because they feel you understand things better than the boy. A boy at 13, they will think the only thing in his head is most likely games. Is that a societal and myth or yes, a reality? Yes, because I feel they are still they are still of the same age, mindsets like mindset wise. I don't see a reason why you tell a 13 year old girl that she's older than a 30 year old mentally because of the way she's supposed to think. Maybe. Be, it, it just starts off like that, and it's sad. It's sad that a 13-year-old, I should not be looking at my own fellow 13-year-old, I should be looking at the 16-year-old, which is just, I don't know. You see why I said we need to, like, change a lot of things from our parents, because, ah, we're so messed up here. <laughs> yeah. We are so, so messed up. And that's why they feel, they tell her by age 27, if you're not married or more, you have passed. Yeah, you have no use again. Your biology clock is almost done. Uh, um, your your age mates obviously cannot come and find you. Is it that you date the married men, or you settle for someone who has already been married before? So it's not the myth. That's what goes on on and on in our society, and we practically have no stop for it because the mistake is still coming from the young ones. The new sets, the new set of, the new set of um. Adolescents growing up to adults, they have that idea. The people going from their double digits to being adolescents again, they have the those same idea. So they are it's practically no there's no change in the whole course. It's just 
and say at age 13, oh, you are older than this guy. You are not supposed to be playing with all those type of, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's generally messed up. Because, and there's nothing we can do about it until our parents tell us what to do. I don't. <laughs> you you said there's nothing we can do about it it's until our parents tell us. Because I feel, I feel you as a person now, you 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 see the flaws in society. You know you now know the right thing, but I feel you are now you 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 still be reluctant to change the direction in in which things go because you feel okay. This is how it has been. Let it just continue like that. Will I change it with my own kids? I guess. I feel when we when we when we start talking about societal change, because people complain a lot. People complain. I hate complaints and but people complain a lot about things happening in society. When you when you talk about things like this, even oppression in general, misogyny, this, that, you know, and we now tend to forget that it is the little, little things in the little places like like you having a child, changing that child's mindset to be the right person. Just, you know, each of us, we in the families you are growing up in, your sister, your brother, your children, all those kind of things, that this is how real change will come about, not complaining on Twitter or trying to change people via Twitter or trying to change people by cancelling them. I think we we tend to forget all those things. Think about, I'm, I'm trying to think about my kids. If I If I tell them... Um, so at this, as, at this age, you are, you are supposed to be, you and him, you're thinking, you're supposed to be thinking and like, I tell them a certain thing rather at home and they go out there and hear something different consistently. It's, it's going to be one battling opinion in their head. I, 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 I for, for a small part, I would say that is wrong. Do you know that a parent, parents have much more influence on how kids grow up? political views, religious views, and so many other kind of views that I, I, I started to see that there are some things that my mom told me that I never doubted. Maybe this, like, maybe don't use rubber spoon to do this one. Or you, you, you never doubted. You, you don't even know why. The, okay, don't use rubber spoon to do this. But it was not when you now maybe grew up. You're like, oh, why was she even telling me this? No, but at the same time, there's something called peer pressure. What if someone out there tells me, people out there tells me, does it matter? Mm-hmm. Does it? So it kind of cancels out sometimes what your parents say. If someone is, if I'm, cons- if just one person is telling you yes, and three thousand people out there are telling you no, I think in a way the three thousand would cancel out the one yes you would hear. So what if I tell my my children that I try as much as possible to tell them that, but the society doesn't give them the opportunity to see why I'm telling them that. It makes no difference. I can start for my children. What what's if other people don't? Yeah, and I feel the mindset is the same mindset people take in politics when it comes to voting. And I, I think this is a small critique for everybody now. We tend to forget that leave to drugs or water make the mighty ocean. How many drugs or water are you going to accumulate for your mighty ocean? We tend to forget that leave to drugs or water make like that. I feel like, okay, because we know the right thing to do, but we don't do it because we now, we, we just believe that on the, on the grand scale, this small thing I'm doing doesn't really, really matter. Doesn't it can't match the bad in the world. Maybe so, because we don't, we don't ever see it make a difference. If one person does, chooses to do something differently. You don't see how it makes a difference sometimes. So that's why sometimes you don't even believe that your little drop of water will create something big at the end. You just don't bother. It's not going to make a difference. I can only try. I can try my best. But if every other person doesn't try, I'm, how am I supposed to change the whole narrative? So let me go back to the thing about dating and between men and women. Now, for young people, just like I was saying about the dynamic of girl not dating her age mate and waiting. So, do you just feel is a societal thing that people are just saying, is that a natural thing or a societal thing? We just condition girls to believe that they are smarter than boys at a younger age, like even when they are the same age with a boy. 
I feel is social conditioning. Well, yeah, maybe. And to the girl too, because sometimes at that age, she feels she has been exposed to more things than the guys. At a certain age, a woman feels maybe, okay, at the young age when most of us start seeing periods and we know what sexuality generally is about, you boys have no clue what's going on. You are more sure? focused. Sometimes you people don't. You people don't. Maybe you do, but you don't even show it. You act so... I feel... Okay. Okay. Now, back to when I was in myself as a model example. When I said seeing... When I said noticing I had erections that I would hide. Mm. The thing is, for me, I don't know when. When does, on average, when does a girl start seeing her period? Um, I think twelve, thirteen years. That was then, but now I'm having ten years. Yes. So, you know the thing. If you ask any guy within the age of twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, they probably Google the image of a naked woman. <laughs> true. True. I think. What is narrowing my whole narrative is the fact that I'm seeing it from a woman's eye. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's good that maybe you you are saying it from your own perspective and I'm saying it from how a guy, you know, started developing thoughts like a guy at the age of 13, you know, people would, because if you, if you tell some guys, they will tell you that they had that first maybe Google experience. Just start Googling random shit. Like what if, you know, you now Google down how does this look like in a woman or how does that look like? That's that what you like boys in... do. <laughs> I, I... <laughs> I thought you guys were more focused on wrestling or something. No, no, no. <laughs> I, think, I think boys don't necessarily show all those things. Did you, I mean, that was boys. I mean, it's not, it's not like you, you kind of... Sexuality is kind of um, this thing you like advertise now i mean it's what people in their own free spare time in one small place start and you and it's probably something you will never talk about to anybody but you now post a meme remember that first time you googled a naked man you know and you know that if, almost everybody could relate to that yeah. kind of stuff yeah so i think that's like that's um that kind of transition but i don't know do you feel like because if i, I see conversations on twitter about sex and sexuality, do you feel like, because people, women, women talk like they don't like sex. A lot of women talk like, like this thing, no, 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 don't bring that close to me. Why is it like that? See, I think... That it, 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 they make it seem like it's men that are just a shower, they just like put their stuff in anything on that skirt. No, because men themselves judge us and women ourselves, we judge ourselves. So, um, the thing is, once you openly or freely talk about sex, they will feel, they will tag you most likely a whore. You, you can't focus on anything other than sex. But you guys, if you talk about it, it seems like a norm. Oh, he's talking about sex again. But as a lady, they feel you should be pure. You shouldn't think about things like that. But, which is surprising because definitely the boys are having sex with somebody and it's not themselves. <laughs> No, it's, it's the truth. So when women, when, that's why when some guys hear that women are talking about sex, they are surprised. Oh, wow. She's talking about sex. Like, boy, you have sex with somebody and it's not a man. So why can't I talk about it? You people might, I don't know about how other boys would do it, but you people might talk to yourself. Like kiss yourself. and tell. <laughs> we ladies don't do so much of that. Yeah. Because we yeah. believe everyone is supposed to be holy. They yeah. see, they... They see ladies as the um, symbol of holiness. You are not supposed to indulge yourself in anything that isn't clean. Because mm. according to them, men don't like things that are used. Mm. They always like it's pure just for them. So they would rather not talk about it. So to give the guy the idea that, uh, that they are good. That they are good. Exactly. They've not been used. Yeah. And I think that's, 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 that's the kind of conditioning that a lot of people grow up with. Because and, and 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 I know that a lot of girls probably lie to guys. Maybe maybe after they've dated a few guys, they will probably lie to maybe another guy. Just you know, maybe maybe not lie. Just try to reduce, tend to reduce the volume of 
of maybe their sexual history, like make it seem like, okay, they've not been too out there. How about we trying this new thing since our generation seems to be going into the work aspect. Yeah. We trying this new thing of not talking about our past sexual experiences. <laughs> Because it will reduce. I don't see boys saying I have slept with or I've had sex with yeah. seventeen different girls, which I'm yeah. sure it's more yeah. than that. Yeah, body count only comes up like, with women. That thing is not supposed to exist, in my own opinion. What the fuck is body count? <laughs> the amount of bodies that you made up for years. Like it's stupid, you know. Well, like I've said before. We are not supposed to talk about it because we are clean. We are, yeah, we are yeah. women. Yeah, and there was this thing that, that there was this conversation that came up yesterday on Twitter. I don't know. I'm ref- I'm referring to more conversations on Twitter, maybe because because Twitter I Twitter is the place where so, a lot of people and, speak about their own. You know, people. Some were saying she just wished all men would die, so that she would have a free world where she could do anything to work anytime she wants. So, somebody was now saying. No, probably we're now like saying, why do we always have this belief that women are the good ones, that the men are the bad ones, that if all men can suddenly go, then we would have a better and good world. Somebody now even came again and say, straight women. <laughs> that straight women are, that why would you assume that straight women are kind and caring and not predators? So, you no, know, she was now demarcating herself as, okay, as maybe a bi or lesbian woman that she's a good person. And we just tend to have these stupid beliefs, okay, based on gender or identity, this is this person is a good person because he's a woman, this is a good man, or because he's homosexual or is this, that is a good or bad, that these this homosexuals are good, straight people are bad, all these things. I don't think being good or bad plays down on your sexuality. If you are good, you are good. If you are bad, you are bad. We've met a lot of terrible straight women and at the same time, we might know few good or terrible bisexual or not straight women. Yeah, yeah. And that's fine. It doesn't play on your sexuality at all. And it's scary. I don't know why one woman would think the world would be a better place if they are just women. Women, I'm not trying to downplay my own gender, but God, there's a whole lot of negative competition amongst us. Mm. Existing in a world where it's just us, oh my God, I don't think the world would exist again. Yeah, yeah. Because no, the if you've if you've hanged out with women with different energies and dish them um, like different ideas, God, you know we'll be in trouble if there's <laughs> just women in the world. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Anyone that brings in that idea has not stayed with like a couple of women at the same time. Maybe just it doesn't even have to be boarding school, just camp. Mm-hmm. Female camp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The amount of energy there. And I used to feel like conflict, like conflict within men is just based on ego. But now, now when you talk about, you know, um, within gender, like conflict within men is probably based on ego, like trying to show that you're bigger than this person. But normally, if you put guys in a place, they might not even, they might not even bond bond just like how female bond but they would have this mutual respect for each other just like when you when you hear chairman boss <laughs> um chief you yes, get they, they, everybody, everybody tries to have this mutual respect with each other and conflict only just arises when one person wants to play god and that's not how it is for women it's not just one person trying to play god it's one person showing up or claiming that they are better off than the other person and then that's um very unhygienic competition starts. Yeah. That's that's the whole that's the whole ball around this women women's conflict. Very unhygienic competition. Oh, this person is putting on something better than yeah. I am. What yeah. does she think? Show off. I think I can do better. And things like that. And that's how petty women's fights can be. <laughs> that's like a world where just, there's just women, nah, nah. It's, it can never work. I think that's why God created two gender to for yeah. one gender to help cause peace when the other is at war. Yeah, we've, we've talked about sex, we've talked about relationships, we've talked about dynamics in relationships, and we've talked about. I think there's no better way to end this conversation by talking about what all this means in the aspect of life. And one of the questions I used to ask everybody before they leave is, "What's the meaning of life?" But what gives your life meaning? What gives my life meaning? 
not being my life meaning. Maybe joy or growth. One of those two. I feel something cannot be called life if it's just there and it's not making change or it's not growing in any way. It's just exactly the way it is. So basically life to me is growth. At least you are progressing from one stage to another. It might not be good all the time and it might not be so bad, but you are moving. You're not stuck. Just you know, as time is progressing, so is your growth. Yeah. That's basically life. So before I let you go, what was just one thing you want this audience to know? Could be based on just what you want to say or based off of our own conversation. What do you want them to know? Just one thing. Okay. I I think I would want the women to know you shouldn't be ashamed of your sexuality. Whether you are bi, straight, you shouldn't be ashamed. It isn't something to be ashamed of. The boys are not ashamed of it, so why should you? If you have any awkward questions or awkward suggestions or thoughts and you feel you can't share them, rather keep it to yourself. Sometimes your your most trusted females, you can talk to them about it. It's not something to be ashamed of. Just express yourself. The least you can get is just maybe a scornful look and that's it. On to the next, until somebody with the proper answer response. Yeah, I think that's super amazing. And I think that more women would hear that and we could begin to change the dynamics of how things play. I think this this talk was super amazing. I mean, we did this talk. It was, it was, it was enlightening. I've been looking forward to this. I did not know it was going to be this interesting because I didn't prepare. And yeah, you're a bad motherfucker. So <laughs> it was nice. So thank you for having me. Yeah. Peace. Yeah, I'm so glad you listened to the end. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you enjoy, please leave a review with five stars on Apple Podcast. Also share my episodes. And, you know, talk about it. You can tag me on Instagram or Twitter at Hinted Neuron. Let's start a conversation on Twitter. Just, you know, tag me at Hinted Neuron and we could start a conversation there. That's it for me this week. And until then, stay curious. <laughs>